Blog Talk Radio.
That is a great opening to the show. And it's 10.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. You know what that means. It means you're on live on the greatest neo-soul show on the web, powered by XTDL.com. I'm the one and only Q-Man. And along with T-Mitch, we're going to deliver to you 60 minutes of neo-soulgasm. You ready to go, T-Mitch? If I wasn't ready to go, that song definitely got me in the mood. I'm uh, pouring myself some uh, Sauvignon Blanc to go with it. I don't know what that is, but it sounded it's, good. It's wine, because, you know, I give up the alcohol like you. Man. What's going on with you? Hey, another Wednesday, man, another Wednesday. Just trying to get through the week. I had a um, trying day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, the man had his foot on my, my throat. Uh, the pollen was, was kicking my behind. Oh yeah. Um, the Bulls lost. Like I'm just not having a good day. Um, but normally, oh. when I have a bad day, the Neil Soul Show is absolutely amazing. So I guess that's a good thing. Uh, sorry about Chicago, man. They did what they had to do. They they split. Yeah, I wanted them to go up two uh, zero though. No, nah, they'll be fine. They are good. How's everything with you, though? I, I, you know, snacking like I usually do. Once the weather break, I'm always in a good mood. So. Glad to hear it. You know I take my cues from you. Yeah, man. When the weather breaks, I'm a happy guy. Especially <laughs> in this beautiful shout out to all of the May babies, whether you're a tourist or a Gemini. Of the year, I don't know what it is about May, but beautiful things that happen in May. Um, those of you who don't know, in the state of New Jersey, during the week, you're not allowed to leave your car on the sidewalk after um, I think 2 a.m. So yesterday, I parked my car on the sidewalk, thinking you know I was gonna be, you know, one of those young, wild, and free kids, and I was gonna go out when the moon came out, and mm-hmm. I was in bed at like 11. So I left my car out and got it so good. I came out there this morning, there wasn't no ticket. I had a praise dance in the middle of the street a little bit. Wow. That's, hey, you got lucky, man. Yes, I did. But I did tell you that that was the beginning of my day. I expected a ticket on my windshield. Hmm. Wow. Got What's a good word, though? I haven't, I haven't spoken to you since. Well, we text, but I haven't talked to you since last week's show. We had that amazing open mic. I did see you this last Friday. Okay, how was it? It was good, but it wasn't great, which made me very happy. Why would it not, for those of you listening, um, Q-Man is talking about Avengers, The Age of Ultron. My question yeah. is, if, if it's not great, why did it make you feel good that it wasn't great? Because that opens the door for DC and Batman Superman. <laughs> that had to be a great movie. I still don't believe that Ben Affleck is going to be a good Batman. I just think that in comparison to probably the worst Superman we've ever had, he's going to be okay. Ben Affleck is going to be one of that I've ever seen. 
gonna steal that movie. He's gonna steal the movie. I've said before, I don't think it's fair for one person to play multiple superheroes in movies, and I also think that it's not fair to play multiple superheroes when you didn't even do good as the other superhero. Well, isn't what in America did? But listen, he was a good human torch. That movie was so awful. So it was okay for him to be Captain America. But when you suck this daredevil, why do you get to be Batman? The human torch, bro. How do you get a promotion? Both of those movies were horrible. Same thing. Well, again, um, shout out to everybody that's listening, whether you're listening to your cell phone, on your desktop, on your browser. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, as I mentioned last week on the Neil Soul Show, if you missed the Neil Soul Show, you missed an absolute treat and spectacle as we had our first on-air open mic. Um, big shout out to our good friend, Original Soul, our family from down in Dallas, Texas, Original Soul, and Lady B. Smooth. Um, joined us and, and spit some poignant lyricism and oof, big shout out to Naki for the uh the poem that she blessed us all with last week. Oh, after that and, one. Yeah, that was a that was a special piece. And shout out to um the callers. Everybody that called in and um, you know did some poetry, uh, recited some lyrics. Um, if you missed the show, it is up on um, iTunes of all the Apple users as podcast, or you know anyone else. You can subscribe to the Neo Social Podcast on iTunes, or you can go to blogtalkradio.com/xdl and listen to all of our old shows. So that was um, that was a very very fun time. I actually got some messages queued for some people. Asking me to yeah. um, asking me to come do shows. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Show. I haven't I haven't done shows in a long time, and I've gotten used to hiding behind the fact that you know the listeners of this show can't see me, so I can talk as recklessly as I want to. You like doing your poetry? Yeah, they want me to come come to some open mics and do some features, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I thought it would be good to have the XPDL do a real open mic. That's not a bad idea. Sister Sweet is listening. Shout out to Sister Sweet. That's not a bad idea doing our XPDL and the old soul show open mic. We can do it. Yeah. I'll host it. No, you'll host it, and I have to see it. Not that I don't like that because I'm doing I'm doing more work than you. What work are you doing? I, I, I would I would feel like I would have to be a part of the open mic. I can't host with with you. You host well I'm, alone. I would do the hosting. All you got to do is be the headliner. You, know, you see how you said that like that was small like you just be the headliner I'll host like you just be the headliner I can't but you uh, <laughs> changing topics for a brief second I was um 
you know, getting prepared for the show, and I was, I was, the TV was just on in the background, and I hear that LaShawn McCoy, who is now a Buffalo Bill, he made some comments about, you know, Chip Kelly and your Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. and he said that Chip Kelly got rid of a lot of players, but he made sure to get rid of the black players first. Mm. And he said that they're the reason that he got rid of the black players, the good black players. But he did not say what that reason was. Mm. What, what, what's going on in, in the city of brotherly love, man? Hey, I have no idea what the coach is doing. I wouldn't have got rid of Sean McCoy, and it does look funny. You know, I mean... You're right, it does seem weird, starting with Deshaun Jackson, and then you let LaShawn McCoy go, and Jeremy Macklin. But we kept that we kept that Riley Cooper, we let that N-word slip out his mouth. They got rid of Jeremy Macklin? Jeremy Macklin's a Kansas City Chief. Oh, boy. But you did get DeMarco Murray, who's an African-American, so... Yeah, I mean, they did pick him up. So it is interesting that you would make those comments, though. I don't know, man. It's I guess that we kept getting rid of the best players. Well, we know Chip Kelly wants to run his offense. He wants to do his offense his way. Maybe those guys don't fit in the offense that he wants to run. True. Yeah. It's possible. I won't call them racist yet, but it definitely I agree. Let's yeah, let's hold off on 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 the racist card. Mm-hmm. And did you hear about the the ruling that came down um, with the Patriots and the the deflating of the footballs? Okay, were you surprised at all? Come on. I wasn't surprised at all. I think the only part that I'm surprised about is that Brady was actually implicated. I wasn't surprised by that at all. A quarterback knows that there's a little bit of air out of that football. So what what do you think should happen? Because I was watching PTI today, and they were debating, like, should he be suspended or not? I don't know. Because it doesn't matter. They won the Super Bowl. Like, whatever punishment you give them now doesn't matter. Now, that's what um, Wilbon said. Now, if anyone that doesn't watch PCI is a white guy, Tony Kornheiser, and Michael Wilbon is a, is a black man. Now, Michael Wilbon said exactly what Q-Man said. At this point, what's the point? He doesn't even think there's going to be any suspension that comes down from the NFL. To my surprise, Tony Kornheiser said, and he, and he, he made sure to like kind of apologize before he said it, but he said it should be a suspension. Tom Brady should be suspended games. Because not only is he the golden boy of the league, he's the biggest face in the NFL. He then said, and, and excuse me for what I'm about to say, but our commissioner has punished and suspended enough black people for less for less circumstantial evidence. Blew me away. The rough one. Blew me away. I was very happy to hear it, but blew me away. I do think that there'll be some type of penalty, but like you said, it's not gonna. 
it's no. not going to matter. I mean, if you cheated your way yeah. to the Super Bowl and you won the Super Bowl, the only punishment that would rectify that would be taking the Super Bowl back, which you're not going to do. Exactly. Interesting. I, 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 yeah. I, def- I just wanted to tell you that that was said. I just wanted to tell you that a white guy said that on national television. I was that, I had a moment there. Wow. So a good punishment would be make them play every game on the road next year. That would be a great one. That was that actually would be a good punishment. Well, he's gonna get punishment enough. They gotta play the Jets twice. Well, how is the Rebel Davis? It's gonna be a very very interesting season. And speaking of seasons, I just want to point out to everyone that T. Mitch once again, though I was incorrect about the fight, I was correct. I was correct in the NBA doing the right thing and making Steph Curry the MVP of the league. Nice. Well, Not that dark skinned guy that Q was singing the praises of. I, I was going to win MVP, and I that he deserved it. Deserving, being deserving of something and actually winning something, we have learned a long time ago. Two entirely different things. That is very true. That's why I'm not with Jill Scott right now. <laughs> But um, I was very, very happy to see that. I really thought that they were going to shaft Seth Curry and he wasn't going to get that award. I would have been very upset. No, uh, they had to give it to him. Um, yeah, no I'm clear. very happy about that. And any now, I don't want to give away anything. So are, are we are we able to talk about the fight or, or are we talking about the fight later? Um, You know what? We can talk about the actual fight. Sure. Okay. I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised by the outcome. I was disappointed in the fight that I saw, but was not surprised by the outcome. I, I think you said it on the show that Mayweather was going to win on points. Exactly. But with See what I question, said. Okay. I kind of want to ask you a question, but I just don't know if this is... The, I'm just going to ask you. You decide whether you want to answer or not. Sure. Finding out the night after the fight that Pacquiao was going to have shoulder surgery. Does that change anything in your mind about how that fight went? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that Mayweather is, he would have fought that same corny defensive fight and it would have been that same way in way. That's what I think. Now, do you, do you have any more qualms with Mayweather because remember this is the guy that had issues with the rope-a-dope he had a problem with Ali's rope-a-dope and mainly in the rumble in the jungle mm-hmm. but though he didn't actually there were a couple of times I saw Mayweather rope-a-dope he wanted to get, to get Pacquiao in to throw more punches but would you rather rope-a-dope which seemed more like a strategy for an aging boxer than to flat out run uh, May, you know how Mayweather is, man. I mean, we we have to, especially with this younger generation, we constantly have to feel their comments about how he's the greatest boxer that ever lived, and, which is scary to hear them say. But when I watch him, he's just an upgraded Winky Ray. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, I mean, 
I would even say even a little flashier Roy Jones Jr. Mm. And I did I really didn't like Roy Jones, but and I hated Roy Jones. Antonio Carver was my hero for about two years. <laughs> my hero. That okay, was well, the first real fight that he paid for it. Yes, he did. Well, you know, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, time is moving. Glad to see that. Clock is moving a little bit, and I'm excited. Um, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's guest on the Neo Soul Show is um, Carmen Rogers. Um, big shout out to Sister Sweet and XDL.com for introducing us um, to Carmen Rogers. So um, MJ reached out. We got everything booked. She is on the show tonight. And before we get into some more music and then bring Carmen on to chat with her about, you know, her latest project, Stargazer and everything. Carmen Brown, like we like to do in our interviews. Um, we do have some events and news and things come up um, in, in, in music. So let me hit that. Um, big shout out to Kenya McGuire Johnson. Um, she has her video Let Go playing on CentricTV.com. I know they're working on um, the remix right now. Big shout out to her. Um, big shout out to Lady B. Smooth, who I mentioned was just on the show last week. Um, doing our open mic. She debuted her video, I Be Hip Hop, on Facebook last night, and I got to be one of the lucky few that got to watch that exclusive. It was a very, very interesting po- poetry, musical montage, if you will, of um, hip-hop lyrics and poetry. Wow. So I'm sure you can check that video out once she um, releases it to the public, I believe, after May 10th, I believe. So they should have to lay to be smooth. Um, Raheem Devon is going to be in the Bronx, New York, tomorrow, May 7th, at Salsa, Salsa Con Fuego. So anybody in the Bronx area, you can check out Raheem Devon tomorrow. Um, Tidra Moses, who is my, my baby mama. She don't know it, but that's my baby mother. The lioness, Tidra Moses. And former Neo Soul Show guest, Brad Marquis, are going to be at SOBs in Manhattan on May 9th. Uh, and then on May 16th, two big former Neo Soul Show guests have events um, such from Denver, Colorado. She is going to be in the city. It's going to be in New York on May 16th at Frank's Lounge and Eclectic Entertainment. She's going to be performing. Um, tickets in advance are $7. They are $10 at the door. You can check such out on Facebook for more information there. And um, as always, uh, some SNIV news. May 16th, SNIV is going to be performing at the Dinker House um, in Montclair, New Jersey. Those tickets are $20. And you can get all your information on, from Twitter. To follow or check out at Adinkra, A-D-I-N-K-R-A, house. And I get a ticket for $20, and I believe the password for Adinkra House is house me. And the Adinkra House show is a very good chance that you may spot the Neo Soul Show. They are supporting um, SNIV. So that's all I got. You got anything else you want to talk about here before we get into the music? No. So I guess he's ready to move on with the rest of the show. So we are going to get into two more songs from tonight's guest, Carmen Rogers. When we return, Carmen will be on the line with us. Neil Soul Show. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she has traveled with Ndambi. She has traveled with the Foreign Exchange. Uh, though I've seen pictures of her recently with Cy Smith, so we're going to talk about all of that. We're definitely going to talk about her latest project entitled Stargazer, ladies and gentlemen, of the Neo Soul Show. It is our pleasure to bring to you the one, the only, Carmen Rogers. All right. Hey. That was a hey, lovely introduction. Hey, that was a lovely introduction. Thank you. Don't be nice, nice, nice and simple, T Mitch. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, welcome God. to the show. Hey. We are honored to have you on. I was told to be on my best behavior because Carmen uh, Rogers is a big deal. Well, you know what? I think, I, I don't know if you're on your best behavior because I heard you already asking for a pay-per-view fight between God and Satan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why are you trying to take people's money like that? Because <laughs> there are enough people saying. that would actually pay for that. I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's worth $100 to me. Just that. That's all I'll <laughs> No, it's priceless because Jesus paid the price already. Tell him. Yeah, and that's not going to go to distance either. So, you know. <laughs> I love it. Carmen, how you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I um, apologize for a little bit of the delay. I had the pleasure of being able to early screen a really dope movie entitled Dope and... I um and it was just really it was it was great. Good movie. Good, good. Well hold on to you yeah. while I take my pen and scratch off that question from the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> take off Look, dope sorry. and screaming. All right. So Q, let's hurry up and do this before Carmen says anything else. All right, all right. T Mitch is gonna ask you some questions. He tends to sometimes get a little too much into people's business, so if okay. he does, okay. the code word is lemons. So, you know, <laughs> he starts asking you too much, just say lemons and he'll pull back. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I will, I will make sure I use that safe word if things get too, Here you go. too crazy. I'm so glad you I'm, I'm glad you said something. I thought it was grapes tonight. I didn't know we changed the safe word. Oh, is that why you keep going now lately? Okay. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Well, the first question um, is never really a question. It's always a nice you know, lead in and get everybody comfortable with what's going on tonight. So for the few people that are listening to the show that do not know, tell everyone a little bit about Carmen Rogers and definitely tell us something that is not listed in your bio on your website. Oh, but everything's <laughs> listed in my bio. I tell my life story. No, um, <laughs> well, no, I actually been um, singing for a really long time and you actually, um, you know, told them a little bit about me. My first album came out in 2004, free, and then Bittersweet um, a few years later. And then Stargazer just released um, here just a couple months ago in, in uh, February. And I actually really got started um, with Ndambi. She was a, um, my friend, sister, mentor, and definitely an, an inspiration trying to pursue a, a music career as a solo artist and 
Um, you know, I'm from Dallas, graduated from Lincoln High School, Mighty Mighty Tigers, what up? And, um, and yeah, I just, I'm now in Atlanta, and I get to continue doing what I love, and I tour as a solo artist, and I also get to tour with Doe, and get to tour with the Foreign Exchange, and I get to see the world doing my craft, so I really, really appreciate that. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Very well. So I, don't I love know if it. Anything. And 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 uh, let's see. And I like wings. That's not in my bio. I like. Wings what did you with say? Ranch. Wings with ranch, lemon Whoa. pepper. Whoa. <laughs> That's <Mitch>. my weakness. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mitch. I just heard love music playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. And you know what? You know what? One more thing. One more thing. You know, a lot of people may not know this. Probably some people closest to me, but I'm a huge, huge, huge Cowboys fan. I'm yes. actually a Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys season ticket holder, and I have been for several years, so I would say that's that's something that people wouldn't know about me. Well, nobody's that, perfect. I'm a that big needs, that needs to headline your website. Oh. <laughs> big blue star right in the corner next mm-hmm. to the initials. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. He's an I, have pa- I, I have pads in my bedroom waiting to suit up. As soon as yes. the goes down, I'm ready. Love it. I, I have never been that high and then that low that fast. <laughs> In any case. So, um, yeah, let's get far away from that. How about... Thank you. Tell us, tell us who your musical influences were growing up. Hmm. You know, they were kind of all over the place. Um, I was always just a fan of, of music and, and anything that kind of plucked at my heartstrings, so... I enjoyed soul and R&B, you know, all the classics. Um, always loved Stevie Wonder and, and loved the Gap Band, Charlie Wilson, and, and mm-hmm. you know, loved Lisa Whitney Houston. Like most singers, we all love Whitney Houston. And, um, right. I also really enjoyed singer-songwriters. Um, so James Taylor and the Carpenters mm-hmm. and Carly Simon and, you know, anyone that wrote and sang songs and usually played instruments. I I love them as well. So my my influence mm-hmm. I would I would say they were kinda all over the place. Um mm-hmm. it was just whatever kind of spoke to me was what I enjoyed. Hmm. Okay. Now was there anyone who whenever they came on you had to stop are whatever you, you were are doing? Are you eating snacks while you interview me? Are you eating snacks? Oh no, of course not. <laughs> now you done got me in Everyone trouble. listening, he's eating snacks while he interviews me. I love it. That just means that I'm very comfortable. <laughs> Is that what that means? You're so comfortable. You're eating hard popcorn while you talk to me. I know where you were going, Q. He wanted to know if there was any particular artist that the moment you heard them, you had to stop what you were doing and you sung into your microphone or your your hairbrush or you had to sing along. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, uh, as of late? At all. Or just in general? Just in general. But in general, 
as a kid, I love the Jackson 5. So I would always sing mm. Michael Jackson songs into my hairbrush, and I would be all of them. I would sing all the parts, and I would look in the mirror. So, yes, uh, the Jackson 5. And also Whitney Houston, like I said, as a, as a vocalist, it was really, really hard not to be amazed at her instrument. Her voice was an instrument. And it's so crazy right. that you even asked that because a couple of days ago, I was traveling back to um, to Atlanta uh, from Dallas and I'm Every Woman came on mm. and I was just, I could not believe how easy she made it sound singing this mm. really, really high Shaka Khan song and mm-hmm. yeah, so I would say out of many of the vocalists, as much as I love Stevie, as much as I love Donny Hathaway and Nina Simone for how they made me feel when I listened to their music, just for sheer talent and vocal ability, I would say growing up, I just Whitney Houston was just absolutely amazing. And now hearing her, you know, posthumously, it's just it's just crazy to to hear her now and just know that this was something that she did with such ease and yeah, yeah. and that her instrument was that beautiful. So rest in peace to Whitney, but um, her her instrument was amazing and it, it still is amazing. I agree. I agree. And now that everybody is comfortable while Q Man picks his face up, I'm going to ask some tougher questions. <laughs> <laughs> so no snacking been, allowed. Yeah, we mentioned that the first album is entitled Free. Yes. And now we're at Stargazer. So yes. my question is how have you grown as an artist? from your first album to the music that you create now? Hmm. Um, I would say probably just in growth and maturity and a little a little wiser and a little more experience under my belt, a little more life so that I'm able to continue growing as a writer. And then I think with all of that, just you don't care as much what people think. You just try to do what comes out of you do what comes out of your head and your heart so I think um, probably a little more freedom than I had before so um, I would say that's how I've grown just just trying to cast all those cares to the wind and say hey it's and, and not worrying about being judged or or critiqued just trying to do what you love and try to do what's best um, so I would say that I think that's how I've grown the most okay the next question, shout out to um, friend of the Neo Soul Show, The Mighty Ox. He is a huge Tribe Called Quest fan, so this question yes. is definitely for him. So, for the rest of us Tribe fans, we know what industry rule number 4,080 is. For those that don't know, it's that record company people are shady. So, my question is, without naming anyone or how did that stretch of time or whenever the industry was giving you that type of response, how did that how did that change you? How did it motivate you or did it change you and motivate you? You know, I don't know if it necessarily changed me, but I would I would say that yes, it did motivate me. It just motivated me to make better decisions, to go into situations more aware, um, to actually not just pretend to be a businesswoman, but but actually be one, um, and and 
and really take my career into my hands and have some more control over it. Because I think uh, early on, I probably I, I, I shared my um, I, I shared my career with too many people and put it in too many people's hands and probably too many cooks in the kitchen and uh-huh. not everybody on the same page. And, and I think. I just have to get to a point of really trusting myself and trusting my decisions and and being okay with following my gut and saying, you know what, this makes sense for me. I know what you think makes sense for me, but I I can see I can see my future and I can see what I want for for my future and for my career and I wanna make sure that I'm working towards my my goals and versus, you know, your agenda for me. So I would say it's just um just trying to make better decisions, really, and um, and make sure that I was trusting <laughs> trusting myself moving forward. Hmm. So, with the with the with the new album, yeah, was there a? Because I know I read in the bio that it took the album direction of the album took a lot of twists and a lot of turns, and it's like this final <laughs> turn once you hooked up with the foreign exchange. Shout out to Zoe and. Yeah. And fun and everybody before an exchange. Yeah, shout what? out Fonte, Nicolazo, yeah. Amy Flint, all the team. Was there was there a direction for the album initially? Like, what did you want going in with the album? You know, that the, the weird thing is part of the reason it took such a twist was, um, you know. The Bittersweet uh, came out in 2010, and then I put out, like, a, a deluxe edition in 2011. Mm-hmm. Well, there was actually supposed to be a follow-up to The Bittersweet called Intermission. And it was, you know, an album basically saying, hey, this is where I've been. You know, I haven't gone anywhere. Kind of like when you go see a play or a musical, there's a, there's a break, there's an intermission. And it's not the end of the show. There's just a break in between before you get to the good stuff, um, get to the close. And so I I was working on this album called Intermission, really in a way to reintroduce myself as well on a broader scale and a more, um, I would say, a, a more complete project, um, especially considering The Bittersweet was uh, definitely more of a concept project. It was very, very melancholy and... and, and, um, and not as complete as I, I wanted or I knew the next project would be. It was truly a concept record. And I as I was recording and writing for intermission, I just I knew that that's not the direction I wanted to go anymore, just with time and experience and what I wanted to say. And when I had an opportunity to start touring with Zoe and the Foreign Exchange, I used that that opportunity to take a break and really figure out what I wanted to put out, but also use that that opportunity to grow as a performer and as a writer, to learn more about being on the road, and uh, Fonte is such a good teacher and really a good motivator, just watching him is crazy, he has an insane work ethic, and I wanted all of that, as much as, could, as I could, of that to rub off on me, so... Um, so that's really how Stargazer took a turn because what I was looking for, um, what I was looking to say kind of shifted. Um, as I grew and I had more experiences, I um, 
I figured Stargazer just kind of was birthed out of out of all of that. And so, so initially it was just like, okay, I'm, intermission is the record I'm putting out. But when I started touring and had an opportunity to really hit the ground hard with the guys, I sat back and said, you know what, I'm not going to put out an album yet. I want to live and experience and just have fun and see what comes out of that. And that's how we ended up really with Stargazer. That was birthed out of a lot of fun on the road and a lot of fun learning musically from Zoe and and Fonte. And so, yeah, so it was honestly supposed to be a whole other record. (laughs) And I ended up with Stargazer, and I'm really pleased with it. And so when you listen to Stargazer, there's, I think, the seventh track on the album it's called intermission music, and what a lot of people don't realize, um, only only the people that knew that intermission was supposed to come out are aware that that song is a tip of a hat, more of a nod to the album that never came out, <laughs> which is supposed to be called intermission. So that was what that that song was for. It was really just acknowledging, hey, this never came out, but Stargazer is what I wanted to put out, and. And I'm really, really pleased with the results. Oh, I like that. That was a good answer. It was. Thank you. I practiced all night. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we played, what did we play? We played Beyond the Stage. Beyond the Stage, yes. I love that song. Stargazer. Yes, stargazing. Stargazing, my my apologies. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. we played Charge. (gasps) Yes, that's the Anthony David duet. Shouts out to Anthony David. And um, we wrapped the video, and I can't wait for the video to come out very, very soon. And, and yes, it's super fun and sexy and cute. And, um, yes, love, love that song. And shout out to radio for really starting to pick it up. It's really kind of catching on nationally, and, and it's it's exciting right now. Hmm. Yeah, big shout out to Anthony David. He was a guest on the Neil Soul Show as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Did you did you reach out to him? Was this all a song that he he had? Yeah, you know what? I reached out to him. Um, I've known Anthony for years and years and years. And, and Daniel Jones, who's based in Dallas as well, you know, you know Daniel, he's been on the road for a couple of years now. He's assistant music director for Justin Timberlake. He's part of Timberland's crew and, and um, you know, been doing the work for Empire and, and other artists under, under Timberland's camp. And Daniel actually presented that song to me partially written. And said, I really think this would, be, this would be a good song for you. So I finished writing the song, and he had it, and it was just like, this song would be so dope as a duet. Who would work as a duet? And I just, it, it, Anthony was the, just the right choice. You know, between that really sexy, smoky baritone, and he's just, I, he's honestly one of my favorite soul voices of our generation. One of like pop for me, um, just from texture, tone, and 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 phrasing. I love Anthony as a vocalist, and when I told him about the song, he he was excited. But then when he heard it, he was like, "I want in," 
and so we recorded and we we recorded and it was just it it just turned out beautifully. I, I love what happened with the song and Piranha Head, um, who's a dope um, um, producer and uh, composer from Detroit. He jumped on and arranged those beautiful strings. All those strings that you hear. Some people think that they're digital because they're so tight, they fit so well, but they're not. That is actually a 14-string orchestra, and those are the same musicians that played for Motown and that have been touring with Stevie on the Songs in the Key of Life tour. So that song just turned out to be everything that I wanted it to be. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and did you hear that? Just, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's nothing. Like, yeah, you know, it's the same band, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> no, I was humble, y'all. When when we were recording those strings, if you've ever seen a grown woman cry like a baby, that was me. Just to oh. watch them work and know that that was going to be on my album and to see a dream like that as an independent artist, to be able to see live streams happen for your album and be played so beautifully and so much history in that room, knowing that they played on some of my favorite Motown songs. It was just... It, it was an amazing feeling. So I'm, I'm truly, truly grateful and so humbled by that whole experience. And every time the song comes on it, I, on the radio, I, I get excited like a kid. It, it really is. It's a great feeling. <laughs> great. Hold on, Q. I got one more. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is my favorite question. I always save it till the end. Tell us, and our listeners, of course, I know you have a show coming up August 2nd. Tell us what a Carmen Rogers performance entails. Ooh, okay. Well, Carmen <laughs> Rogers, let's see. I think it's fun, a um, little bit of humor, a little bit of sexy, a little bit of tom tomboy, um, just just a little bit free. I think it's just a little bit of everything. And I, I, I've I, heard people say that it's kind of a sweet, sweet, sexy, tomboy soul. So I'll, I'll take that. Um, and I think, it, I think it's fairly accurate. Um, it's um, just a fun show with very interactive and, and just me having fun on stage and asking everybody to be part of it. Hmm. Okay. I would want to see that. <laughs> Are you gonna be there? Uh, August August second. I don't have anything planned. Um, I think it's out of out of town. We could if I plan it now. <laughs> <laughs> you see how you said that? Like you say yes without saying yes, so they don't hold you to it. Yes, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Real smooth, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Q. You got one question left, and you. Come on. Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely do. I want to know of all of your songs, if you had the opportunity to perform in front of the president, and you could only pick one song, what song would you pick and why? Oh my gosh, that is so easy for me. Oh. It would. It would actually be love stories. It's the. Um, it's the last song on the album. Um, it's a song that I wrote with Claudia Melton, shouts out, uh, based in Dallas, beautiful singer and songwriter out of Dallas. And it's a song just about being open to this 
beautiful fairy tale that actually could be real of of finding finding love and it doesn't and it may not be a romantic love it's just love in general and I would love I would sing that in front of the president and I'd love to have um, at least the string quartet and the pianist and that's all I would need and I would sing my heart out nice yes so then we wrap we wrap up we kind of wrap up the interview by just asking you to let everybody know where they can find you and all of your music. Oh, that's great. Well, I am CarmenRogers.com. That is my website. And what's great is that you can not only get my music, but you can also link up to all of my social media, um, Twitter, uh, .com forward slash Carmen Rogers, and that's R-O-D-G-E-R-S. I am on Facebook as Carmen Rogers Fans. Please, please, please like me on Facebook. Guys, I know that you're going to see my other Facebook profile, but it's been full for years, and I can't accept any more friends. But you guys wow. keep asking to be my friend, and I can't accept any more, and then you get mad at me. But don't be mad at me. Just go over to my fan page and like that page, and okay. then you can still keep up with me. I promise. So that's Carmen Rogers fans. I'm on Instagram as well, Carmen Tito 3000. That's kind of my tipping of the cap to my Texas roots. Uh, so that's Carmen Tito, C-A-R-M-E-N-C-I-T-O 3000. That's my Instagram. Uh, but all of those can be found on my um, my website. As I mentioned, I am CarmenRogers.com. My music is available uh, for purchase on there as well. Of course, I'm on um, all of the digital sites, um, iTunes and Google Plus. I'm on Amazon, um, but uh, I'm in hopefully a store near you as well. And, um, yeah, and I just thank you guys so much for having me. I love what I do, and I'm still so blessed to be able to do this for a living. And I know I may not be a household name, uh, but I appreciate every single person, every single fan that has supported my music and that's told a friend who's been told a friend who's really been helping the Stargazer movement keep going. Um, the record just came out in February, and it's just been an amazing ride so far. And I feel like it's just the beginning, and I thank y'all for being part of it, too. And one last wow. hand there. <laughs> Carmen Rogers is the artist of the month on XCDL.com. Mm-hmm. Now, what's on the what, huh? <laughs> Wait, did I, just, did I just surprise you with that? You're the you artist. Did. Say the, that again. Carmen Rogers is the artist of the month at XCDL.com. Oh, are you serious? That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. I see I hold stuff back. I was waiting for that one. Oh. I was waiting for the right moment to drop that. Wow, wow. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this was a good one. <laughs> I hope so, and I can do this all day, but I know we have other things to do. <laughs> well, we thank you. We thank you and appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. No, I appreciate the invite, but hopefully we'll be talking again soon. Definitely. I'm sure. All right, Carmen. Peace, Will everybody. You good night. You. Good night. That was good. Well, T. Mitch, it's been a long night. My favorite favorite part was when she nicely got it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Look, since so since Carmen got comfortable getting in your face, why don't we just go ahead and move right into a little QT with the Q man? We already had QT while you were trying to get the thing together. Well, how about you go ahead and repeat it or say something else for the people that they wasn't expecting? You're just gonna push this to death, aren't you? I love it, man. We had the conversation. I said everything I wanted to say. I talked about the pay-per-view. I made my fantastic comment about what's worth a pay-per-view. That's, 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 what, you, that's what you had for the people. That's, that's what you got. That's uh, what I had. I need to start having a plan B to end the show. <laughs> I don't need to breathe. My proof with, with all of this nonsense. Um, my comment was fantastic. Just end the show. T. Mitch is acting a little frisky tonight, as usual. He always gets <laughs> like that when he has somebody on that he really likes. But we're not going to yeah, put him man. on the spot for that. Yeah, so, man. Another great guest. And for T. Mitch and myself, we will be back next week when we'll try to do better. Make sure you check out x2dl.com. And until next time, we are out here. Good night, everybody.